Hello, my name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Art of Attraction with Domini Drew. I am Dominique Drew. I am your host and your guide on this journey. I am your Sherpa up this mountain of today's very exciting episode because it is number 100. This is our 100th episode. I'm so excited. It's been a long time coming. People have been clamoring for this episode to come out. And here it is. So I'm very, very excited to present with you today. Today, we're going to be talking about joy. I felt that that was an appropriate topic for our 100th episode. And in particular, it's about you and joy. Joy is the topic, but what is really your relationship with joy? Okay, so if you followed me for a while, you know that for a long time, I was focused on dating and relationships, specifically with single men. and. I did that for several years, not because I was doing particularly dating coaching, but because I was applying the work that I still teach to the dating world. Okay, the work that I teach applies to everything because it's about you and anything you try to engage in, any success you try to achieve, any relationship you try to attract or hold on to, right? Any state of peace you want to come to in yourself, all of this has you as the underlying common denominator, right? And so it's always about you. It doesn't matter if we're talking about your dating life or your business life or the voices in your head or your anxiety, right? Or feeling like you have everything you want, but you still aren't happy. And so it always comes down to your relationship with yourself. So while I have moved away from targeting specifically around single men and dating, although I still have a lot of single men who come to me and get killer results in attracting the people that they're looking for. Why? Because what we're doing is we're solving the underlying problem that is holding them back from what they want, something inside them, okay? Inside you is the treasure trove of answers that you have been seeking. The why can't I, or why don't I this? Why can't I feel happier even though I have all of this amazingness around me? I've achieved so much success. Why don't I feel satisfied? Why don't I feel fulfilled? Okay, that stems with your relationship with yourself. And so while my website may have changed, the work has not. This before, it was about your relationship with yourself around women. 
Now I tend to work with people who are at a high level of success, but they're not happy. Great. What is your relationship with your success? What is your relationship with yourself that is causing you to be unfulfilled? Okay. It's always about your relationships. Okay. When we say relationships, we automatically think romance and another person. But you're in a relationship with everything. You have a relationship with your work life. You have a relationship with your thoughts. You have a relationship with your body. And often these things go unnoticed. They go unexamined. And there is much value that is lost when we don't examine these types of relationships because they are everywhere. That is your makeup. It's your experience of life. How you experience life is dependent on how you relate to, for example, something like joy. What is your relationship with joy? Do you dismiss it, not really think of it on a daily basis or weekly, monthly, yearly? Maybe the idea of even considering joy is new. Maybe you dismiss it as something froofy and silly, like serious people focus on work and silly people focus on joy. People who aren't focused on important things like accomplishments. A lot of my work now, which still tends to be male-focused, is focusing around men who have achieved a lot. They're high achievers by definition. They're happy that way. That's their core quality. But what they've done is they've begun to replace fulfillment with achievement. Oh, I'm not really happy. I'm going to go achieve something else. I'm going to build another company. I'm going to sell another company. I'm going to make another million, another few million, buy another boat. But it's not filling the hole inside them. It's not filling the emptiness. This work is what fills the emptiness. And so this is quite important because when we look at our relationship with things, right? What is your relationship with buying things? Do you buy things to make yourself feel better? Do you buy things only because you have to? Do you buy things but then feel guilty about it afterwards? You see how there's a relationship with that activity? That's what I mean by relationship. Okay? So let's come back to joy. What is your relationship with joy? So the first step is even to consider the possibility that joy is even an option. Okay? It doesn't tend to be considered much. I'm living in Europe now. I'm based in Monaco, in Monte Carlo. And the differences here from the United States, where I'm from, is quite significant. And I'm noticing that 
in the U.S., we're a little more comfortable with, we're a little bit more focused anyway on not just having fun. Of course, there's plenty of fun in Europe, but on really the joy and and happiness being a quality of life, right? We spend time on personal development work and things like that. We're a little less serious. And here, it's a little bit more serious, traditional, focused, better for certain areas, but not for the area of joy. And so consider the possibility that a joyful life is even an option. Consider the possibility that you can run your massive company, that you can run your teams of huge numbers of people and feel joyful. Notice that joy does not require a separation from your life. It's not like your life is serious and full of board meetings. And, you know, even when you're out having fun, it's kind of got a serious slant to it. And then if you go off and be joyful, you'll just be sitting in a field looking at the sky all day. Chances are, if you're someone who runs a big company, then sitting around in a field all day looking at the sky probably wouldn't make you happy in the long term. It might make you happy to do that for a couple of weeks as a break. But if you are as ambitious as is required, as dedicated, as focused, as as good at perseverance, as is required to build that level of company, then probably that's what you enjoy doing. If it's not bringing you joy, then shift your focus to your relationship with joy. You can have both. Notice if you are relegating the idea of joy to doing nothing. This is an important thing because we tend to limit our emotions to what we think they should be. If your dog dies, then you may very well feel sad. Did you know, however, that it's an option to not feel sad when your dog dies? You could, in fact, feel joyful. Not necessarily glad that he's gone, but just joyful that he's on to his next experience. Joyful that you had the time that you had. Joyful at this new piece of life. You see, we tend to look at that through the eyes of society. Society says, oh my gosh, you must be so sad. Even if you think about the way that's phrased, I noticed it as I said it, you must be so sad. We use that as, oh, of course, right? Of course you must be. But if you think about the wording, it is you must be. It's a command, actually. You, you must be sad. You must be sad. Why? Why? Why must I be? If you feel sad, then of course, feel sad. There's nothing wrong with sadness, nothing wrong with anger, nothing wrong with any authentic emotion. The question is, is it authentic? 
because we all assume that you have to be sad when a person dies, do we even ask ourselves, is that in fact how you feel? It is the authentic expression of emotion that brings feelings of freedom. And the sense of how things should be that cause us to feel caged, stuck, restricted. And so, in this way, even just asking yourself the question invites authenticity. Oh, how do I feel about this? Right? When a parent dies, sure, sadness may be very natural, but some people feel relief. Nothing wrong with that either. Could you feel joy? Imagine, next time something sad happens, consider the possibility that joy is in fact an option. Simply joy in acknowledgement of what is. Yes, you have had such a good friend. Your dog has been a faithful companion for a long time. You love that dog. What a joy that you had so much time with that creature, right? Just because something is ending, just because there is closure, sadness is not a requirement. And so we must learn to decipher what the difference is between what you think you should feel versus what you actually feel. And as you give yourself permission to feel what you actually feel, what ends up coming up increasingly is in fact joy. Why? Because joy is in fact your natural state. Humans are meant to lead joyful lives. That's what you're designed for. If you don't mess with you, Naturally, you will feel joyful. Of course, as you mess with yourself, you're not aware that you're doing so, right? But you are. Every single person who comes to me is blocking themselves from happiness, blocking themselves from the relationship they want, blocking themselves from the success that they want, from the fulfillment, from the peace. They are keeping themselves anxious, empty, single, lonely. And they don't understand that what they are doing is creating their own unhappiness. Give them a few weeks with me and they understand how and why they're creating that happiness. And then, then what happens? What happens at that point is critical because once you become conscious of how you are keeping yourself from joy, you will naturally change it, right? If I gave you a post-it card right now that held the key to how you specifically are keeping yourself from what you want, it's pretty logical that you would probably go ahead and do it, right? You would fix it. If it were in your power to fix, you would fix it, right? Everyone's that way. So the only thing keeping you 
from what you actually want is you. Great, lovely to know that, but how, right? Once you are actually conscious, once you can see how you're creating what you don't want, you will naturally change it. And from that shift, you will leave room for more joy. See, the only thing keeping you from what you want is the fact that you don't understand how and why what you don't want is happening. How and why you're being kept from what you want, right? And so becoming conscious of that is the answer. That's all that needs to happen. I never give my clients advice. I never tell them what to do with their lives. To do that would be incredibly, wildly arrogant. It would be assuming that I have some insight into their life that they do not have. How could I possibly think that that is true? How could that possibly be true? It is not. Instead, I show them how they're holding themselves back from what they want, and they fix it on their own. Okay? So the first step to more joy is considering that joy is an option. Okay? So as you are even considering that, you open the door to it. You open the door to more joy. Then there's a matter of clearing away the bullshit that is not really you that you carry around so that there is room for authentic feelings and joy. You must create room for it. Okay, so there's two pieces here. There's learning to recognize it, and then there's the clearing away of bullshit. Okay, the clearing away of bullshit is about establishing who you really are versus who you think you are. Now, this piece is tricky to do on your own because by definition, as you even think about this, I imagine you're highly intelligent. And so you're, there's already uh, self-analysis working, which is great. That type of self-reflection is useful, but only to a point. Because by definition, if it is you that is reflecting, you can only see within the templates you have created, within your view of reality. And the source of the problem lies in your view of reality. That's the problem. That's the issue. And so, as you end up looking for the problem, you're still looking out of your eyes for the problem. And the issue itself, you can imagine, is like a contact on your lens. Contact on the lens of your eye, on the surface of your eye. It's like trying to get a fish to see water. Difficult, right? And so the way you see reality is shaping your experience of it. That's this lens right on the ball of your eye. But you don't know that you have a lens on your eye because you can't feel it. And so as you have someone outside of you, this is what I do with my clients, as you have someone outside of you reflecting back the way you're seeing, then you have perspective. Then you go, oh, I didn't even realize that I wasn't considering joy an option. I didn't even realize that I was 
telling myself the woman that I want doesn't want me. And so I kept settling for the wrong one over and over and over again. I didn't realize that my self-worth was not in my wealth. And so I kept buying things and selling more companies and doing all these things and it's not actually leading to happiness. And so once you have considered that joy is a possibility and you begin to tell the difference, you begin to notice your authentic feelings and joy, okay? Part of clearing away the bullshit is establishing what your feelings really are. Just notice. Don't need to work too hard at this. As I'm dropping it into your awareness now, you will begin to notice it. Okay, how do you really feel? And then there is a practice of learning to recognize joy. When you feel it, there is a light up in your body when you feel it. There is a a lightness, an effervescence, an effortlessness. It is out of your control. It is not planned. It is spontaneous. And the element of it being out of your control is noticeable once you see it. It just sort of happens. Oh my gosh, that just happened. Right? Very spontaneous, deeply authentic. And you will feel a little lighter. Or maybe a shit ton lighter. Learn to recognize that. What is it that lights you up in life? Let the answer come easily. Don't work too hard at it. Don't think too much on it. What lights you up? What sounds light and easy and fun? Maybe it's going and riding a horse. Maybe it's painting a picture. Maybe it's spending time with your friends. Maybe it's being alone in nature. Maybe it's being in the ocean. Maybe it's being on your boat. What lights you up? And then once you identify that thing, I want you to pursue it. Once you recognize what lights you up, go, go get it. This is step four, seek joy. Pursue it with focus and dedication, with the same level of focus and dedication you've dedicated to work. Imagine how the joy in your life will flourish when you put the same focus and dedication towards that as you do toward building your finances. Imagine the shifts that will take place. Step one, to go over them again, is consider the possibility that joy is even an option. You have done that now just by listening to this. Step two, okay? Learn to clear away the bullshit that's not really you. So there's room for authentic feelings and joy. Okay, what do I really feel about this situation? 
Step three, learn to recognize joy. Where is it? What lights you up? This is fun. If the exercise of identifying joy is not fun, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Let it be easy, joyful, playful. And then when you find it, step four, seek joy. Pursue it with focus and dedication. And in this way, you change your relationship with joy. Instead of just, you know, it's something that sure would be nice if I had time for it. Look at where you're spending your time. Look at what you're deciding is important. You're deciding that work is important and joy is not. Great. That's your priority list. That's what you are choosing. Note that that is a choice. They're your feet. You could take them wherever you want to go. Okay. So you are choosing, and that's another important thing, okay, to see yourself as a victim. Oh, I don't have time. Take it out of your vocabulary. It's not true. You have exactly the same amount of time as everybody else. The question is, where do you want to spend it? Where do you want to be during it? Do you want to be pursuing joy? Do you want to be pursuing finances? Do you want to be sitting in your life feeling like a victim? That might be what you're doing now. Another choice. You can do that if you want to. But know that that is not reality. You are not a victim. You are choosing your life. You might be choosing your life because you don't want the consequences of not doing that. That's fine. That's still a choice. And just in that shift of from, oh, I don't have time to, well, I could be doing that, but I would rather be going to this business meeting. Great. Then acknowledge that that is how you want to spend your time because that shifts you from a state of victimhood, I don't have time, to a state of empowerment. I'm choosing not to spend my time on this. In one go, you shift from victimhood to empowerment. A victim's life is very different than an empowered life. So in one fell swoop, you shift completely. So you can see that major shifts can be made in a very small period of time, right? In one go, instantaneously, in fact. Joy doesn't need to take you years to learn, although you're welcome to spend years learning it if you would like to. Joy instead can be right here, right now. Joy is always right in the moment. It is present. It is here. Humans are meant to lead joyful lives. With only that understanding, how much could your life change? With just that one realization, what might you do differently now than you've done before, than you've been doing the last many years of your life? Who do you want to be? 
You have a certain amount of time here. How do you want to spend it? What impact are you creating in the earth? Is it serving the earth itself? Is it serving its inhabitants of all shapes and sizes? Or is it destroying for profit and gain? Be aware. The paradigm of global industry is shifting quickly. Many are feeling discombobulated, disoriented by it, understandably. But now, the way we spend our time, the choices we make affect many, especially at your level. There is responsibility with this invitation more so. You certainly can destroy. Many are still doing so. But now there's an invitation to greater levels of consciousness and awareness. The awareness that the choices that you make affect many, affect literally the world. As we become more connected through globalization, more aware of our impact on each other, we can see this begin to emerge. There is now a calling to those who want to lead, to lead the charge into the new paradigm of leadership, the new paradigm of global leadership. And it starts within you. The new age, the new world we are forming begins within you. It is no longer about achievement, even action. Because what is increasing in clarity now is that action stems from who you are. What you do comes from who you are being. The focus now needs to shift to who you want to be. The more authentic, the more real, the more focused you can be on improving your relationship with yourself, the more your impact in the world will shift and change. the more you will produce, create, inspire the changes in the world that are aligned deeply with both you and the world as a whole. This is the new paradigm of global leadership. And it starts with you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Please listen to this episode as many times as you need. Allow it to help you, to guide you every step of the way, beginning to end, to revamp 
your relationship with joy. It is of the utmost importance that you do so. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.